It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal on today's edition of the podcast. Of course, if you missed yesterday, we talked about the hire of Mark Pope in our regularly scheduled one. BYU put together a press conference. I was down there for that. Put together a special edition of the podcast to talk about Mark Pope's hire. Well, guess what? Today's edition, we're still talking Mark Pope. We're talking about his hire as the BYU basketball head coach. Going to be joined by Tim Lacombe, former BYU assistant, a guy I now work with at the Zone Sports Network. He's going to share his insights. Now that he's an outside observer looking at the BYU basketball program they spent over a decade coaching, we'll catch up with him. We'll talk about what uh, Mark Pope might do with his assistant coaches and his staff at BYU here in this first segment. And as, of course, as we always do in the final segment of today's show, catch you up on everything else in BYU sports news for the other teams out there. So there you go. That's the layout of today's show. A reminder for you guys, when you do get in your vehicle, plug in your smart device, tell it to play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way, you're always up to date with the latest and greatest in BYU news right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for April 11th, 2019. All right, guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Also work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. Of course, the hire of Mark Pope has been announced. He's been introduced by BYU. He takes over now, and he is going to have to put together a staff. He said yesterday during his press conference that he was felt like he was pretty far along in the process, and I can understand that. He's kind of known, I think, that he's going to get this job for some time. He talked a lot about the machinations going on at BYU where it's just kind of a slow process. You have to do multiple interviews. You have to go to Salt Lake, meet with church leaders, all kinds of different things, a bunch of hoops to jump through. He joked that it's easier to get security clearance from the CIA than it is to get hired at BYU. And there's a little truth to that in a way, but he has officially been announced. Now the process with his coaches is going to take a similar amount of time in my mind, if not a little bit longer. Uh, of course, assistant coaches at BYU don't have the same requirement of being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in good standing as head coaches do. So Pope has a little... Uh, ability to hire non-members, bring guys in that he feels like he can be successful with. Um, I would guess that he is going to bring guys from his UVU staff. But let's get to, let's get this out of the way right now. He joined David James and Patrick Inahan on the show I produce each day for the Zone Sports Network, DJ and PK in the morning. Uh, by the way, just quick congratulations to those two gentlemen going into their 18th year together. But Mark Pope joined them this morning to talk about his hire at BYU, and they asked him about assistant coaches, and here's what he had to say just kind of about the process of getting those assistants in place and kind of his philosophy on what he wants to do with his staff. Yeah, so, um, I, listen, I think that um, having a, a, a staff with a, a wide range of experiences and talents and um, a wealth of knowledge and, and abilities is incredible. Right, so uh, 
you know, how that takes form, we'll see that certainly that's important. You want, uh, I think it's, you know, I think it's really important to have a, a locker room that is full of guys that have diverse uh, backgrounds and experiences. I think that adds depth to your team. Sometimes on face value, it can be challenging to to, to bridge gaps in guys' experiences and the way they communicate. But once you do, then there's a real synergy that takes place that's extraordinary, and and it's a it's a strength to a team. So, you know, certainly uh, you know, taking all those things into consideration, building staff important. Uh, and then once you do, then it's got to be a staff that's unified and it's got to speak with one voice and chase it hard. And, and uh, you know, I think I'm I'm pretty far down the road with the staff. You know, it, it, unfortunately, I'm going to be uh, lonely in this office for a while because the process for hiring assistants is much like the, the process for hiring a head coach. So even even once uh, names have been turned in, it, it's you know, you're still two or three weeks out. So. Um, it's going to be a little bit before we get this thing up and running at full speed, full capacity. But when we do, it's going to be a, a group that, that is um, that is really fighting in this battle together. Uh, you know, I kind of talked about the criteria of, of, of my staff yesterday, and, and uh, certainly those guys will all fit that bill. There you go, Mark Pope talking about his assistant coaching staff. And I'm not going to lie, every indication I've got, and this is not me reporting this, let's get this out of the way right now. I'll, I'll, I'll be very clear when I tell you guys I'm reporting things, but when I when I say I have a gut feeling, it means more of an educated guess. And my gut feeling right now is that Chris Burgess will be an assistant at BYU. And of course, you can stifle your chuckles about that because of his well-known and widely publicized story about being recruited by Roger Reed and BYU and the whole quote about you're letting down down 9 million Mormons, picking Duke, ultimately playing at the University of Utah. And it is it's kind of a funny thing, but I do feel like Chris Burgess is going to join Mark Pope at BYU, barring him getting the job to replace Pope at UVU. I do know that Burgess is going to be in the mix there at UVU, as is another former Mark Pope assistant, Cody Fuger, uh, who was a at one time at BYU with Pope, went to UVU when Pope took over that program, and Fuger is very much in the mix for this. Essentially, I feel like the entire uh, list of coaches we talked about being up for the BYU job, uh, Barrett Peary, Mark Madsen, uh, you can even throw guys like Quincy Lewis, Dave Evans, the Wasatch Academy coach down there Mount Pleasant, you can add all those guys to the list of coaches who will be in the mix for the UVU job. So, there's some dominoes that need to fall for Mark Pope to really, I think, establish his his group, his, his assistant coaches, his staff, get that all assembled. But I my my gut feeling, uh, kind of my educated guess on this, is that he will add Chris Burgess, barring Chris stepping up and becoming the head coach at UVU. Now, for his other assistants, I could very easily see a guy like Eric Daniels, who is on his staff at UVU. That last name should sound familiar because he is the son of longtime college assistant coach Donnie Daniels. Daniels, of course, spent a long time in the University of Utah, most recently at Gonzaga, working with Mark Few. Donnie announced his retirement earlier this year, so he is setting off into the sunset, but Eric Daniels is just starting his career. I spoke with him at the press conference yesterday, and he's a bright basketball mind, so I would, I'd be interested to see if he would come over to BYU. He would be the first African-American assistant coach for the BYU basketball staff in quite some time. I think somebody said it was over 20 years, something to that effect, but I could see that happening. Cody Fuger, I think, also would be in the mix, but 
every indication I've had for, about uh, Coach Fuger is that he has aspirations to be a head coach, and I think he might be the, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, the most uh, heavily uh, promoting himself to take the job at UVU. He wants to be a head coach at the Division One level. He's kind of set himself up to do that, and it'll be interesting to see what happens if he does get that job. Um, if well, okay, if he doesn't get the job at UVU, if he would consider a return to BYU, I'm also interested to see if he'll t- if Mark Pope will take a look at Quincy Lewis and keeping him on staff. I think Quincy Lewis could offer a lot to what Pope is trying to do at BYU, at the bare minimum, offering some continuity, some familiarity with players that Pope may not be super familiar with. I get that he's familiar with the guys because UVU and BYU sit in such close proximity to each other, but I do wonder if uh, he would help with just getting some of the nuances, the tendencies of guys as Pope kind of adjusts to the job. If a guy like Quincy Lewis, who's already on staff, he was the interim head coach, maybe his contract is up now that they have a head coach hired, but I think it'd be interesting to keep him on staff. And then other names to keep an eye on. It's probably a pipe dream at this point to get Mark Madsen to BYU. I think he wanted the head coaching position. I don't think he'd settle for an assistant coaching position, but you never know. You probably kick the tires there. You, of course, kick the tires on a guy like Dave Evans down there at Wasatch Academy, I would imagine. See what he's thinking. I know he's making good money coaching at one of the elite private institutions at the high school level in the Western United States. So you'd be you'd be hard pressed, I think, to get to get Dave Evans out of Wasatch Academy in my mind. But you got to make the phone call and see who's interested. So I think the very minimum. Similar to what we talked about on the podcast is that the the candidate pool for assistant coaches is actually surprisingly strong for Mark Pope, just like the head coaching candidate pool was for BYU when they were going through this search. They got their guy that they got their number one option when it came to their coaching search for the head coaching position of Mark Pope. Now, can he go out and get the assistance he wants? Here's hoping. I know there's, the boosters have stepped up with the hire of Pope have uh, pledged more money for this program and here's my hope and my thought is that that money should be funneled towards putting together a good BYU staff around Pope to help him succeed guys that can recruit all the different things that you need if you want to be successful at the level BYU is playing at so we'll see what happens we'll report any news as it comes along it may take a little bit a couple of weeks it was what it went for Mark Pope to really get things nailed down at BYU I could imagine it might take that long, if not longer, pending different coaching searches, how the carousel spins for college coaches, but we'll track it all for you right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk with former BYU assistant Tim Lacombe. He had some great insights on what's going on at BYU. I caught up with him, talked about what Pope will face in his mind as he takes over at BYU, uh, kind of what his observation will be now that he's an outsider, no longer in the program. We'll talk with Tim Lacombe next right here on Locked on Cougars. A reminder for you, though, before we go, if you are looking for a new podcatcher, check out the Locked on Cougars podcast on the brand new Himalaya podcast app. We're available everywhere podcasts are able to be found, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the like. But Himalaya a lot of money behind this venture, a lot of new technology going into it. They're adding new features all the time. If you are looking for a new podcatcher, check us out. Check out the Locked On Podcast Network, and in particular, this, the Locked On Cougars podcast on the Himalaya Podcast app. More in a moment. Stay with us. The NCAA tournament is almost here. 
listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here. Pleased to be joined by former BYU assistant coach Tim Lacombe. He's now working with me at the Zone Sports Network. You're going to hear him a lot over the coming weeks and months. A lot of Utah jazz coverage. He's been on the pre-half and post-game shows. But he also, like I said, former BYU assistant coach. So I thought I'd have him on now to talk about Mark Pope taking over at BYU. Tim, how are you? Good, Jake. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, let's start off here, Tim. Of course, you worked with uh, with Mark Pope when he was at BYU four years ago, and now you've seen him kind of grow and build that program at UVU. Where have you seen him improve the most as a coach now that he comes back to BYU as the head coach replacing Dave Rose? Well, the first thing I think that is really evident is uh, you know what he what he did is ter- in terms of building, helping con- continue to build the program at UVU and. Um, so much of that was his ability to connect uh, with the university family and and alums and donors. Um, his ability to at UVU get a, a practice facility built, which was a big deal. Um, I think that was one of the issues when he got there. There was you know guys were playing in different gyms and they didn't really have a quote unquote home. Um, because their arena was used all the time for different things. Wow, that and sounds familiar. So it was yeah, exactly it was really impressive um, what he was able to do there, kind of on a shoestring. Uh, and then I think you take the next step in in, in terms of the staff he assembled um, with Cody Seeger and Chris Burgess, Eric Daniels, Bobby Gordowski, who did, just were all just great. Who did a great job for him. His ability to raise the level in terms of RPI, um, the, the games that they were scheduled. Um, you know, he, he came in to the Marriott Center and beat BYU, uh, which was really bad for me, but uh, it's a great night for them. So I, I just think you can look along a long list of things that Mark has done, um, really while cutting his teeth as a head coach uh, for the first time. But he's a guy who was really born to be a head coach. He was born to to lead, and um, I think it's uh, you know he'll do an awesome job at BYU. I think his energy and his passion is really contagious. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you on that point right there, and. He takes over a program now that he's familiar with some of the guys on this roster because, as he said in his press conference, there are guys on BYU's roster due to missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that he recruited when he was at BYU. They're moving up on the tail end of their careers in a Cougar uniform. Will his familiarity with the program and some of these players be a help to him while also trying to integrate the guys he may not be as as familiar with? No doubt. Um, you know, uh, the one thing that's unique about the BYU UV um, situation is we're literally five miles away. Mm-hmm. And so it's not totally out of the norm, you know, to go into a restaurant or go to the movies and run into guys from the other team and see them all year round. And 
um, as you mentioned, you know, Mark was was a, a big help to recruiting. Um, you know, when he came to BYU, and so he was involved with some of these guys, but certainly knows everybody. You know, he knows all these kids from the recruiting circles, and uh, it won't be it won't be a, a difficult transition at all in terms of familiarity and. Uh, I think for him, an understanding of what the players' strengths are uh, and what the things they need to improve are, and he'll jump right into that. I wanted to ask you, Tim, in terms of assistance, he said he's pretty far along in the process. Do you feel like the uh, him taking over at BYU, there'll be more people interested in coming to BYU, or do you think he'll maybe, or is he a guy that kind of has his circle of of trusted advisors, trusted coaches that he'll pick from? Which way do you think he'll lean in terms of selecting his staff? I think he'll he'll be pretty thorough. Uh, But at the end of the day, um, I think every coach uh, understands the unique situation, and BYU is certainly that. Uh, There are a lot of coaches around the country who, you know, one way or another have been, you know, involved with BYU. And Mark's certainly got a wide circle of, uh, in, in terms of coaching network. Uh, I would assume, depending on how things shake out at UVU, there'll be guys from his staff that will join him. Um, I would assume that, you know, might one of the first guys might be his ops guy in Bobby. Bobby's kind of his right hand. And uh, really, as a head coach, you, you know, your ops guy, you don't go anywhere without him. He pretty much runs your life. Um, so I would see that wouldn't be pretty natural. And then, depending on how um, the coaching search at UVU goes, whether they they hire someone internally or they go outside, uh, I think it'll be interesting at that point to see how everything kind of shifts in terms of him bringing guys from UVU and then possibly adding a piece or so from outside. Awesome. So you now are, I guess, I guess should I call you a media member now? Are you officially a media member? I guess I should. Call I don't know. You? I, I I kind of have a hard time with that because I, I mean, the one thing I'm going to always have a respect for is the coaching profession and um and i I, not that media members don't but i I mean i've lived that you know i lived it for 23 years um and so i think there's certain things uh with that background i'm involved with the media but i'm certainly not going to be scooping people or breaking stories or any of that really more comment on you know kind of the the situation as as we all see it um, you know, strengths and challenges and things like that. But uh, I guess I'm kind of a hybrid media guy now. I like it. Uh, we'll call you the hybrid media. I like that. Hybrid uh, man. I like it. So I wanted to ask you, now that you're going to be an outside observer looking at BYU basketball, you were there for 14 years with Dave Rose. Uh, you're now an outside guy looking at the program from the outside. Will your expectations change in your mind? Or will you always have the same expectations for that program? No, I think that uh, I think that BYU is a special place, and and the one thing I can say is, you know, working there is the administration's all in, and they want to be good. And I, I really do believe that the biggest challenge to the, what Coach Rose did, and I think Mark mentioned this yesterday in his press conference, was he, you know, Coach Rose set the bar so extraordinarily high. Um, he did make. 20 wins a year, 23 wins a year, and postseason, uh, the NCAA or NIT, you know, all but one of those 14 years um, seem almost like mundane and ho hum. 
um, when you look at the history of BYU and realize they played, you know, 108 years of basketball, and they've been to 29 NCAA tournaments, and Coach Rose in the 14 years went to eight of them. Um, the bar is set high, and but I think that that's what the expectation is from the fans. I think that's the expectation from the media. And the thing that's great about Mark, and he he understands that, and he, you know, he sees the bar and he wants to get over the top of it. Um, and so that's a huge part. I mean, they needed someone to come in there that understood the challenge, but was willing to uh, take it on and then try to to raise the bar higher. Um, and that's what everybody, you know, when they take a job should do. Um, so I think everything's in place to do it. There's certainly uh, so many good things, but there are there are differences when you come from somewhere else. Mark's, one of the best things is Mark's been at BYU. He understands how, how it works. He kind of understands chain of command there. And uh, so it should be a pretty smooth transition. Um, and it'll just be fun to watch from the outside. Last thing for me for you here, Tim, is what do you believe will be the single biggest uh, hurdle that Pope will have to overcome taking over BYU now as the head coach? You said he's he's familiar with this program, having been an assistant there, but now he's the head man. What do you believe will be the single biggest hurdle for him to clear? Well, I just think that, um, you know, anybody starts something new, and, and even though he's been there before, he's kind of coming in now as the guy in charge, and he's got a vision that uh, is unique to him, um, and as we all do. And I think that the, the biggest challenge will be that there's already a lot of people in place and a lot of scholarships committed and guys that are there, um, and be able to translate that vision to them and get a level uh, of buy-in to that, that's always kind of the challenge. And uh, one great thing about BYU and the guys that are there, you know, one thing we try to do is recruit really high-character kids and really feel like the guys in the program are that. They're kids that are high-character. They want to be good. They want to work on their game. They want to develop. And they weren't satisfied. They weren't, you know, they were disappointed in in the, the finish to last year and the fact that the first year in 14 years we didn't play in the NCAA tournament or the NIT. So they'll be really hungry. It will just now be Mark's vision and the level of buy-in that he gets from the guys that are there. Great. Well, Tim, I'm looking forward to having you on the show more more often going forward now that we're kind of working together at the Zone Sports Network. If you pick in your brain about BYU basketball, I'm even have you I'm gonna pick your brain about BYU football. I know you're an interested observer of that program as well. So we'll be covering it all with you and I appreciate taking the time to join me today. Sounds great. Thanks so much for having me, Yak. There you go. Thanks to Tim Lacombe for taking the time to join the show and some great thoughts there. He feels like Pope, Mark Pope, speaking of Coach Pope, is set up to have success, and I'll be rooting for BYU to have success under Mark Pope. He's, he's a very charismatic individual. When he ended his press conference yesterday, some of you, I don't know how much how long they stayed if you were watching it on BYU TV, etc., but he came up and talked to every individual media member there, shook everybody's hand. He is ever the salesman, and as you heard uh, Tim Lacombe say there, 
He is a guy that was born to be a head coach. So we'll see what happens going forward. He said in his press conference that he played on the podcast special yesterday, they're going to be fearless in, in recruiting. They're going to be relentless in their scheduling. They're going to do everything to put together an elite basketball program. And it will be interesting to track it. And, of course, we'll have everything covered for you, tip to, top to bottom, right here on this daily podcast, all focused on BYU. All right, we'll step aside. We'll come back, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, right Right here on the podcast. A reminder for you, though, before we go, it is baseball season. And the Locked On Podcast Network has relaunched the MLB arm of the network. You can catch up with your favorite Major League Baseball team in 15 minutes or less each day. All you got to do is search out Locked On, insert your favorite team here. I'm a long-suffering Seattle Mariners fan. They're off to a flying start this year. It's awesome to see. I'm hoping it carries forward all year long. And you can always stay up to date with your team with the brand new podcast in the Locked On MLB channel. Also, if you want just more of an overview of Major League Baseball, check out the Locked On MLB show. Soli does a great job with that, giving you more of that macro look from a 30,000-foot observer's point of view when it comes to MLB. So check all that out, guys. It's the Locked On MLB channel right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The NCAA tournament is almost here. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Thanks again for joining us on this Thursday edition of the show. Really want to say a special thank you to Tim Lacombe for taking the time to join the show. You guys can follow him at T Lacombe. T-L-A-C-A-C-O-M-B, excuse me. Follow Coach Lacombe. He's no longer coach, I guess. He's told me multiple times not to call him coach. Tim Lacombe, but you can follow him on Twitter and thank him for taking the time to come on the podcast. I'm sure he'd appreciate the shout-outs from our listeners. All right, as we close things out today, catching up on the other news in BYU sports, only one game on the docket tonight on a Thursday night, and that is BYU baseball scheduled to take on Pepperdine in WCC play at Miller Ballpark. It'll be broadcast on a stream on BYU Digital, BYU TV Digital, excuse me. You can go to BYUCougars.com and get the link there. Also broadcast over the air on the BYU Radio affiliates. You can check that out and also get your tickets if you want to go out and watch some baseball tonight. The weather hopefully clears up and stays clear here along the Wasatch Front. You can go out and watch baseball 6 o'clock Mountain Time at Miller Ballpark. All right, a couple of things to also cover for you is that Roni Jones-Perry and Heather Olmsted were both honored as part of the Governor's State of Sport Awards last night here in Salt Lake City at the Vivint Smart Home Arena as presented by the Utah Sports Commission. Uh, Roni Jones-Perry received Utah's Collegiate Female Athlete of the Year, while Heather Olmsted was awarded Female Head Coach of the Year at the event. Well, when you have a player that's National Player of the Year and also Head Coach who guides her team to a Final Four berth, you kind of deserve those awards. So congratulations to both Heather Olmstead and Roni Jones-Perry. Well-deserved honors. Awesome to see them being awarded last night. It was cool to see them up there on the stage. And one more thing before we go today. The National Football Foundation and College Hall of Fame, the NFF as it's called, announced the members of the 2019 NFF Hampshire Honor Society, which is comprised of college football players from all divisions of play who may, each maintained a cumulative 3.2 GPA or better throughout their college careers. 
an all-time high of 1,643 players from a record 424 schools qualified for membership in the society's 13th year. Well, why am I bringing this up? BYU tied with Vanderbilt, the SEC academic elite institution, that led all FBS schools with seven members on this list, while Harvard topped the FCS schools with 16 honorees. It is Harvard, so you'd expect that. St. John's in Minnesota led all schools with 20 honorees overall. So congratulations, BYU. It's a big-time honor to see seven players honored with this. The players that included on this list include running backs Braden Elbakri and Matt Hadley, linebackers Adam Pulsifer and Riggs Powell, defensive backslash holder Gavin Fowler, offensive lineman Austin Hoyt, and punter Rhett Allman. So congratulations to all seven players. That's an awesome honor showing BYU's getting it done on the field and in the classroom. These seven players deserve every plot because that's not easy to do to maintain a 3.2 GPA and play high-level football. All right, that's the podcast for today. Thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. Like I said, I was planning on playing uh, some audio that I have from Corbin Kafusi from earlier this week on today's show. Decided to hold off. We'll play it tomorrow. Great to catch up with Corbin Kafusi. You'll hear more about his preparation for the NFL, how he's recovering from injury, and also get some of his thoughts on what he expects from BYU in 2019 and beyond. So stay tuned for that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Please subscribe rate and review the show give us that five-star review if you don't mind it really does help us out in terms of getting the word out about the podcast thank you for your continued support check us out on the himalaya podcast app and also when you get in your car plug in your smart device and tell it play podcast locked on cougars that way you always stay up to date with the latest in byu news thanks again for joining me jay catch your host here each and every day on the locked on cougars podcast until tomorrow have a great day tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day